What's up, Zoo Project? We're back at y'all again, and today we got my man, Akko. Um, yeah, we're excited to host another great episode, so let's get to it. Go ahead and introduce yourself. So my name is Akko Hamaman. I'm currently a sophomore here at Mizzou, and I'm also the vice president of Collegiate Entrepreneurs Organization, known as Mizzou CEO, and I'm studying business and psychology. So tell us a little bit about CEO. So CEO is actually uh, one of the first organizations I've joined on campus, and um, it's pretty much a space where you can collaborate with like-minded individuals and um, talk about entrepreneurial-minded things and work towards that common goal of figuring out, like, hey, what are the skill sets that I need to truly maximize like my time here at Mizzou to then have that outcome of, you know, running your own business by the time you graduate or putting you in the right path to one day own. Uh, your own business. So. That's honestly so cool that we have the resources like that here so at Mizzou. Cool, yeah. And a lot of people don't even know about it, so we're hoping we'll touch base on that a little bit mm -hmm. in another episode. But go ahead and tell us about your business idea that you have. So my business idea is actually called, uh, it was initially called The Local Scavengers, but um, I switched over the name to Show Me Como so it could dial down more here at Mizzou. Um, what the idea pretty much is, it's a map and then you're given a you're given the uh, option to put in your preferences uh, based off what kind of experience you want to have. And then it's a scavenger hunt based on those preferences that you've inputted so you can explore your local community through that scavenger hunt. And then at the end you're rewarded with either a coupon or um, we're actually working on utilizing uh, the use of NFTs. Oh, wow. um, so if an individual can uh, finish a scavenger hunt, um, at the end of it they're given an NFT that kind of messes with that whole market for NFTs, how it's so popular and rare right now. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like my long-term goal, but I'm slowly working to make that happen. Yeah. And then what is an NFT for people who don't know? So NFT is a non-fungible token. Um, it's pretty much like a digital artifact. Um, to put it in simpler terms, like if you have a digital piece of art and you get it minted, um, and you have to do that with the process of utilizing like cryptocurrencies, and then um, with that, then you're able to have an NFT if you go through that process. Yeah, it's in that digital world that they have, that metaverse that they're trying to start, yeah. so everything's kind of, you know, moving over to social media. Yeah, it's but, crazy. So what inspired um, this entrepreneur-like spirit? So from a young age, um, my family came over to America from the Middle East, okay. and they pretty much had to, you know, work and work really hard for everything that they had. Yeah. And up until the time I was like 13, I never really realized um, how much of an impact that them coming from another country not speaking a lick of English um, they like that put on them um, and then when I was able to see my dad like figure out new ways to make money and provide for us um, he had a level of hunger to himself and a, and a certain level of accountability he held himself to yeah so I always saw that and respected it a lot and made sure I was always on that right path to like one day you know be the man of the house and have to take over in his footsteps so then he got into uh, sales, and um, I saw what he was doing, so I kind of liked that a lot. And then um, in the Kansas City area, you're from Kansas City as yeah, well. Exactly. Uh, I know there's a lot of foreigners there that are business owners. Mm -hmm. So growing up as a foreigner, I was kind of like, oh, like I want to be a business owner. And so now that you're here, like, how'd you come up with Show Me Mizzou? So I was actually sitting at a coffee shop. It was at um, Lakota. And I noticed that uh, in the 
bricks in the wall. Mm-hmm. There was a little scroll of piece uh, of a piece of paper in there. Yeah. And it had people like sign their name on it and something like that. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, what if we included things like this into like retail stores or businesses to get people to want to like have a reason to go other than just like purchase something? Mm-hmm. Like let's get people in this coffee shop by having a hidden piece of paper. And once you get that piece of paper, it could have a QR code on it. It could have, um, it could have like just like write a positive quote on there or something mm-hmm. like that. That's what was on there when I saw it. And then I noticed Shortwave also has like a secret drawer. These are like Mizzou secret. For real, they I have a secret drawer these. with like business cards and like letters and people like sign their name on it and stuff too. So that's kind of where that whole idea started. I was just studying one day at a coffee shop and then I start saw that piece of paper wow. on the brick wall. I'm going to have to look for that because yeah. I go to Lakota all the time and I'm going to shortwave, I think, on Thursday. So I'm going to be looking for that and maybe I'll slip my own business card in there yeah. just for fun. <laughs> yeah. But that's honestly so cool because I've never even thought about like experiencing Colombian that way or that things like that are even out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people would feel the same way like me, even if you're like not even out of town, just experiencing Colombia, even living here. Like, I feel like a lot of people just stay on campus all the time, and we don't go explore Columbia very often. 100%. I mean, school takes up so much of your life that you just kind of, like, you feel like this is it. You know what I'm saying? You, you're in Columbia. Columbia is Mizzou. Mizzou is Columbia type of thing. But I guess there's more to Columbia than Mizzou, huh? Yeah. Very and cool. speaking about school, how do you stay balanced with school? And you're double majoring, right? You said psychology yeah. and was it business? Business, yeah. Okay, so then how do you keep up with, you know, starting up your business, being vice president of CEO, all of that? So my biggest thing is, um, I would say it all starts off with being committed to that process that you want to, uh, being committed to kind of that whole gist of everything that you want to accomplish. Like if, for instance, if we're going to translate into like working out, if I were to say that I want my body to look like this in a couple of months, um, not necessarily motivation. Motivation plays a key role in it, but once it comes to comes down to it, it's really like once you're committed to that process of accomplishing something, and for me, that may be starting my business, uh, graduating um, in 2024, or you know having a leadership role in an organization, but once I'm committed, then I'm able to realize, okay, what goes into that commitment? And that's where like time management comes in, and then that's where I honestly, I utilize a Google Calendar. A lot of people, uh, are like, hey, I like to use a paper calendar. I have a paper to-do list, um, and then I, I like crossing off things off the to-do list, and then I utilize that Google t- Calendar to fit in my fit in like tasks and like meetings or anything like that. Time for homework, wake up, make coffee, shower, whatever it may be. Um, I like to plug it into that Google Calendar, and it and people use their phones a lot. Hundred percent. Right? So it, it it's a notification that'll pop up on your phone. Um, that kind of scheduling wise that's really helps me and it's also like I'm hungry like I to me right now like I like having that opportunity to have a division one education and be in like we're in the podcast room right now at Mizzou that they've provided for us yeah. you know this is a resource that they've provided for us so I'm an individual that likes to utilize every resource to its fully full extent and that's just how it's been my whole life mm-hmm. um taking it into high school um i got there and my main main thing was like how am i going to get my school paid for yeah in these four years like of high school um what am i going to do to figure out like how i'm going to get my school paid for because my parents didn't have any like savings built up for me or anything like that they were just worried about putting food on the table and so when it came to that point of like figuring out what i'm going to do like even right now i'm like as hungry as i was my freshman year of high school you know when you first go in and there's all those like older kids and stuff yeah so 
Yeah, I would say it's the commitment, pro being committed to the process of, you know, achieving those goals that you truly want. No, and I really like that because I think a lot of people get so focused in the now, like, I need money now, I need this now, that you forget to set yourself up. Mm -hmm. So freshman year, like high school, that's the exact same process I had. I was like, I need to set myself for college, so I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to stay active, active in all these, like, school activities so, you know, I can get scholarships. And so I think people got to, like, realize that, like, you want to start something, go ahead and do it. But you're not going to see the results now. You know right. what I'm saying? It's a later on type of thing. Yeah, and I struggle with that all the time, too, because uh, both my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad and mom actually both graduated from here. Oh, wow. So they're my inspiration, too. Um, but I'm always like, I actually want to start my own business one day. And I feel like you hear that a lot, but, you know, you have to actually put in the effort for it, too. Um, but my thing is, like, my mom's like, think long term. Don't think short term. You don't, like, me personally, it wouldn't make sense for me to start it up in college because I'm doing so many other things. Right. And like props to you for being able to do that. That's amazing. But my parents are always like think long term. It doesn't have to be right now. As long as you're working towards it, you don't have to like reach that end goal right now. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, 100%. definitely. Yeah. I mean, to clarify, like as of right now, it's only an idea, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm working to see where that idea takes me. If failure happens along that route, I'm open to that, you know. Failure is always something that you have to be realistic with. And yeah. so. Can't be scared of failing. That's how yeah. you learn, you know? Definitely. Love that. But you're definitely actively working towards your end goal, which is okay. amazing. Because yeah. it might just be an idea now, but you were just talking about how you're meeting with people this week, and you're working towards getting there, which is amazing. What's your advice for those people that are like, everybody says, I want to start a business, like she said, but nobody takes the steps towards it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what's some advice that you could give them? I would say that it starts off with... Um, and like having talked to a lot of business owners and uh, I have a brother in Kansas City, he's a business owner. Um, and I think it just starts off with, you know, writing out a plan, like figuring out on paper, like what, what exactly you want your business to look like and then conduct research, um, put surveys out there. If, if you're on a scope where so surveys matter to you, you know, um, where people's responses matter to you. And then it all starts off with that, um, that initial trial like mm -hmm. see see if um, there is a proof of concept you know see if the idea that you have or um, what you kind of want to accomplish people out there want it and that all starts with the circle of people you surround yourself with if I'm sharing my ideas with you guys and you guys are telling me like oh yeah that's cool but once we walk out of the room you're like dude that was the stupidest idea ever you yeah. know um, like have people that can be honest with you and tell you the truth straight up. And if you don't have those people in your corner, I'm fortunate to have like a lot of siblings. Yeah. And with siblings, that's a level of like, they can cross the line and you could still love each other after <laughs> But if a friend yeah. like kind of, you know, craps on your idea, yeah. you might be like, okay, screw this person or something like that. But if you have like good family and good people around you that can, you know, put you in that right direction, um, I think, the question you asked me was like what advice do I have yeah for people I would say it all just starts off with yourself um, and how you look at it and if if it's your dream if you want that dream to come true I feel like um, no, nobody's gonna have that dream other than yourself mm. so it all comes down to yourself at the end of the day but then utilizing that feedback properly yeah I love that that was a great answer <laughs> I have three younger siblings and they will tell me straight up how stupid my ideas are sometimes <laughs> they'll be like no that's not gonna work but then you can build off of that like you need to have people in your corner that are gonna be honest with you even if it is like some of your close friends like I know some of my close friends would just be like yeah it's a great idea right. but those people who will actually tell you like 
okay, have you thought about this? Or, you know, maybe that's not a good idea, but if you went this route, then you would have a good idea. Then those are the type of people you need to keep in your life. Yeah. And I feel like as an individual, being able to take that feedback is important too, because there's a lot of high egos out there. And if you're sitting with somebody and they're sharing their idea with you and you might have some genuine feedback, they might not take it in the right way. So put the ego to the side, I would say too. 100%. Yeah. And so would you say that's kind of how you deal with criticism? That is how I deal with criticism. Um, even like in the sports world, I, I grew up wrestling in high school and there's a whole lot of criticism from like other coaches and stuff or like, oh, like that kid's, like he just started wrestling his first, it's his first year, you know, you got him, like this kid's been wrestling his whole life. But then when it comes down to it, like actions speak louder than words and anything like that. Hey, there you go. I know you <laughs> laid him out, huh? <laughs> no, but all really good stuff. I mean, people just, yeah, you just got to like get going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't be putting yourself on this, like, a lot of people tell me whenever I tell them my dreams, they're like, oh, you're so young, you have time, you have mm -hmm. this, and they like to put everybody, like, on the same time scale, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody's different. You can't be putting everybody on the same time scale, and you gotta do your own thing at your own pace, and so you can't really generalize everybody into that box, you know? And honestly, hearing you're, t you're like, you're so young almost motivates me more, because mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, and? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, so... <laughs> That's, but that's how I am, I guess. You know what it was crazy? In one of my business classes, um, this business 2500, mm -hmm. we're in the same class. We were told that only 11%, the workforce right now, only 11% of them believe that college graduates are ready for the workforce. Really? And that amazed me. I was like, only 11%. And I think that in our in our lifetime, we're going to see a dramatic shift of how things are going to work. 100%, with how yeah. technology is elevating. But I like how you said... You know, not everybody's on the same timeline. Um, I have a brother. He's five years older than me. Um, he works for a well-known company right now um, in Kansas City, but it's a remote job. And um, he's been working there for like two or three years. And he travels all over the country for that job. And they pay for his hotel, his rental car. They give him money for food. Wow. Um, and it's, uh, it's a consulting position, you know, IT consulting. But um, he dropped out of college. But he still has that desire. He wants to be a professor one day. Mm. He, I look at him like somebody that's one of the smartest people I know. But for you to bring that timeline thing up and saying like not everybody's on the same timeline, because to him, right now, somebody might be like, oh, like you should have went earlier. You should have went when you were younger. You should have yeah. went to college younger. But now he's like 25. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back to school. I'm gonna take classes, and I'm gonna get my degree. But that's that's how I look at it. Like when they say you you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> That's I, I look at that kind of true because I have like older uh, parents, traditional parents to my to the culture that I was <laughs> raised with, which is Kurdish, and um, it's really hard to get them to, you know, open up to new things. But I like how you said that. Yeah, no, I mean people get so like focused up like in how they grew up, and they're just kind of because my parents are like that too. You know, come mm -hmm. from a different background, and so whenever you say something that they're not used to, it's like um, I feel like you're trying to take over my beliefs and like switch them around I don't like that so we're gonna stick to this type of thing where are you yeah. from again? I'm from, from Ethiopia Ethiopia yeah I'm from Nashville hey, <laughs> so it's Nashville. so boring compared to you boring, guys bro. I wanna go to Nashville it'd be cool I was just Nashville's in Nashville actually. really? Yeah. that's amazing Nashville best place ever <laughs> oh wow I, in my opinion I'm a little biased yeah. but I also grew up in Kansas City so I can say that Kansas City, Kansas, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, it's not the, the same. worst side, the, the, the lesser same. side of Kansas City. <laughs>
Okay, we have a question that we usually ask all of our guests, and it was, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you, like, quote-unquote, grew up, mm-hmm. and did it change, and why? <laughs> um, man, as a little kid, I wanted to be a lot of things, I'm gonna be honest. Um, I still want to be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things I wanted to be when I was little was, I'm a, truthfully speaking, I, was a fighter. I wanted to be a fighter. Um, to this day, I still kind of want to be a fighter. A like UFC, UFC? fighter, yeah. That would be sick. I have this crave for, for it, and um, like wrestling in high school really sparked that up, and I still try to stick with training and everything, um, and open to like learning new things. I, When I was in high school, I would train with a jiu-jitsu black belt. Oh, wow. Oh, my um, gosh. Every day, and he was coming there to train his wrestling, and he would just find kids close to his weight and just work them and work them. And luckily, I was one of those kids that just could be worked and worked, you know? Like, I was open to to work, and he loved me, and I loved him. So every day, I would be getting a grown man in the wrestling room with me who's a jiu-jitsu black belt. And then after practice, we'd, for 30, 40 minutes, we'd do jiu-jitsu. But he would always, like, beat me in, like, five seconds because as soon as, like, he gets a hold of me, he taps me out. But I saw that as learning. Like, I didn't take the losses that way. But it was a fighter, but professionally, I would say, like, I grew up and I, I saw, um, like, as my parents were getting into, like, buying houses and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I want to own property. When I grow up, I want to own property one day. And I was kind of thinking real estate. But honestly, I wanted to, like, growing up for me, it wasn't really about, like, the career I got into. It was more kind of, like, what can I do to change the lives of everybody around mm. me? And I'm still kind of, like, working to figure that out right now. That's amazing. So it almost sounds like you're still kind of, well, being a fighter and being an entrepreneur almost is, like, the same thing in a way because you have to, you know, want to fight or, like, better yourself all the time. So I feel like you're on the same track in a way, just a different kind of field. Mm-hmm. What's Okay, so speaking of fighting, um, has a gym, like, changed your life? Is that something you, like, really, like, encourage somebody to do? Yeah, uh, honestly, anything, like, I would say there's a plethora of things to do out there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things to do. Um, and decisions to make every day but if if you're not making a decision that's bettering yourself at least once or twice a day um, like making a decision that is for the better of you mm. then I feel like there's something wrong with it you know I feel like when you like with working out that's a decision I make for myself day in and day out I don't go every day but people like people look at it sometimes and they they associate fear with it or um, you know, they put this feeling of, like, uh, not fear, maybe, like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, kind of, like, um, um. intimidation. Okay. They, yeah, people yeah, get intimidated, yeah. you know, <laughs> by the gym or working out and stuff like that. Like, at our rec, we have a lot of people there. There's a lot of really fit people. And when you when you uh, bring in somebody who's new to the game, maybe they they get fatigued a lot faster than somebody who's doing it and looking themselves in the mirror hyped <laughs> up on pre-workout yeah you know people can get intimidated but i look at it as like doing it doing something better for yourself and that's something that i do to you know maximize my potential as an individual because i feel like if i'm in a really good physical state that'll help my mental state you know that's exactly what i've seen in my life um i used to be i used to play soccer right mm-hmm. and so i run all the time super skinny i swear i don't know how many times i got like oh you like a stick or you this or that and like low-key it messed with me a little bit you know I never showed it but it messed with me in my head and so I remember senior year going to the gym I started going to the gym every day and then came to college and I just kept on and 
like my confidence is just it's gone up you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm a different person um just things have changed you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people take it for granted like I really think people need to get in and like give it a try. Like try it out for a month, or two I'm a, months. I'm gonna throw in mental health into it too. Um, from like I deal with depression, and I, I feel like everybody de- deals with some form of depression or anxiety when that time comes. Um, and for me, um, one of my outlets is working out. Yeah. Um, but like I said, like one of them, there's multiple outlets to you know have for that. Some could be positive and some could be negative. Some people can have. Like for instance, drugs can be an outlet for somebody's depression. Yeah. But using a positive outlet as like working out, that could be a lot more beneficial to an individual, I would say. And I've also heard the thing about like when you go to work out, it's almost like you are not just fix- mixing uh, fixing your mental health, but also like your physical health. It's like I don't know. It can almost go hand in hand with success. Have you ever heard about that? Where mm-hmm. it's like you know you working on yourself, and um, it honestly at least for me too and my like whenever I go work out it strengthens my my mental health because I go in there and I've built up more confidence by going to the gym more often and then because of that I'm like more confident just in my day-to-day life because it's just like a place for you to get better and I think it honestly like works in all different aspects of your life too just from like that one thing that you're building off of yeah I mean things carry around it's like a domino effect you do something good here you're gonna see it somewhere else and so it's not like you work out and your body's good like that's not the only benefit, you know what I'm saying? Changes your life around for real. 100%. All right, um, that's all we got for y'all today. Um, thank you, Akko, for coming in thank and you guys for talking us, to us, you know. Hey, great time. Um, we'd love to have you again and Hopefully. get your wisdom and maybe an update on what you're doing. For sure. But yeah, thank you. we'll catch you guys. Peace.